The Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS and brought to you by Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. Big Barker dog beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. L.L. Pavorsky Jewelers, where Rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged and kinetic skateboarding. Get 9.1% off your first order with promo code Dave Silver. On to today today's on today's show, we finish grading all of Daryl Morey's moves as president of the president of basketball operations of the Philadelphia 76ers. Jay Harden wine officially comes out and the internet is a buzz. Speaking of James Harden, he threw a cake off a boat. Supposedly, we'll dive deeper into that. A mystery we need to solve in that. Uh, James Harden also gifted $250,000 in cash from one of his friends. We do have one mystery we need to solve about the Korkmaz hype video, which we did not talk about last time, and we get to the mailbag. I did mention kinetic skateboarding, and I mention all the time with kinetic skateboarding that they have sneakers there that you're not going to get every, anywhere else. They have a raffle going today. You have to um, go uh, apply. Apply? You have to enter in store at Kinetic to the uh, Faust Nike SB Dunk Highs, which are pretty fucking sweet looking. I would look like a poser wearing them, but they are pretty fucking sweet. You can see them on the Kinetic Instagram and Twitter right now. You can go and uh, enter the raffle in person today or tomorrow at the shop, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, anything else? Oh, and if you order anything online in Kinetic, use code Dave Silver for 9.1% off your first order. Without any further ado, Amos and the chef. Welcome to the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin, along with the only guy on this pod who currently has a mustache. That is one Mike Levin. One of one. One of one. We are getting through August. Yeah. We're doing it. I'm realizing now, hang on, it's either my parents' anniversary today or tomorrow. I always forget. Okay. Tomorrow. Okay. Happy anniversary to my parents. Would you That's like to, the, obviously, the all, very beginning of the pod won't be on the happy anniversary. Uh, the very beginning of the pod won't be on the pod for the listeners and viewers on Spotify and Apple and all those and the mustache controversy in that CJ had a mustache. You came in wearing a mustache and then extremely CJ targeted. had this. What's that? Extremely targeted for him to take off, to take off the mustache. Yeah. Well, he had that shit eating grin when he noticed what was going on. 
And I just, I want to give you a chance, Mike, to, if you want to make a public statement regarding this, this sort of disrespect that came from our producer, who maybe is a little too big for his britches right now, I think. Is yeah. Possible. One of the, one of the hosts decides, I'll match. <laughs> I'll meet you there on your level. And for one glorious podcast, that's what we did. <laughs> and to rob me of that right away. Yeah. Extremely rude. I'll talk about that in therapy. It's very weird. I I do what a flex. video therapy. So I I this is this is also where I sit for therapy. So this okay. is really this is there's nothing different. And I say I talk I talk about the same stuff. I'm gonna talk about CJ this time. Fine. Indecipherable. What what yeah. you're saying, right? So as we mentioned in the intro, it was not only the Jay Harden Wines release date on August 26th, it was James Harden's birthday. Happy birthday, James Harden. Now, Mike, before we get into this, because uh, I, I had mentioned, I think a few pods ago, that it was Ben Simmons's birthday and he spent a week, you know, celebrating his birthday on Instagram and now James Harden's birthday. At what I don't, I don't take you for a birthday guy. At what point, I, I could be wrong, but that's my guess. At what point is it like, okay, enough with your own birthday? I mean, isn't it like 17, these guys in their 30s with the big birthday party? I mean- Well, it's certainly under Michael Rubin's 50th. <laughs> that's for sure. Certainly sub that. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't say I'm a big birthday guy. There were years where I didn't do anything at all. And some and then I'm like, why am I doing that? Should I try it? And then have like, you know, little parties or like a meal or meet at a bar or something like that. Nothing mm-hmm. nothing huge. Mm-hmm. Um Is James Harden too old to be having birthday parties? Do you think? Uh is he thirty three? He's thirty three, he's a couple months older than me. Mm-hmm. Um I think I'm fine with it. If it was during the season, I might be like, it might feel longer. But because it's the off season, what else are they going to do? It's yeah, I mean, like nothing to do. I don't know what's the difference between birthday party and just like generally we're having a, a white party, right? So that actually, before we get to the cake, is something that Tom mentioned in the chat, but also we got an email about from Tim. Hey, Spike and Mike, what on earth is the deal with white parties happening this off season? Is this a normal amount of full white parties to have, or is it the only thing these guys are wearing is white off season clothes? Seems like too many to me. What do you think? It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of white. I would. It, it feels very much, you know, like fashion is going back to like the early two thousands. Okay. Y2K era okay. stuff, sometimes for good, sometimes for, for very bad. And I feel like White Party is of that era as well. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it just seems a real blast from the past, and everybody's doing it now. I said it before, but like, the early seasons of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle Richards always had a White Party to match uh, Diddy's White Party. At her own place, obviously very... Uh, different clientele there. Um, it feels bizarre. It feels antiquated. And it feels like once you do one, like you're going to do another, pick a different color. Right. Have an orange party. Have a... Have Blue a party. Yeah. Have a tie-dye party. Oh, a tie-dye party would be great. I just feel like I would 
spill so easily at a white party oh, immediately you can only wear it once do you think that's part of it is showing off the like how good hey, they are I know not I spilling? Can, well that or i know i'm going to spill something on it i'm never going to wear these clothes again i don't even care i have so much money i can buy another white outfit well i mean but why make everybody else wear white also <laughs> All my friends are so good at not spilling that we could have a whole party of white. Everybody be clean as clean as silk afterwards. We, we have the ability. We're 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 going to fly. The process is going to happen. We'll announce it on the Wednesday pod. But I'm wondering if everyone should wear the same color and have it not be white. Maybe as a a stand against white parties, a tie dye party. That could be. I don't know. Think of a color. Anyway, the James Harden went viral as it were twice with his birthday the first is this video of him seemingly throwing his birthday cake into the ocean CJ, i have not, I have not seen this. okay <laughs> now the thing that people now it's a hilarious <laughs> it's, video it's, it's very funny yeah it it's really not a real cake thing. It's, I don't think so either. The the constitution of the cake holds together too much for it to be. Yeah. Anyone anyone who's had a cake, you know, I've had a wedding cake. They don't they don't stay together like that if you put them on their side. Well, unless it's like part partially cake, you know. Right. Well, and the other oh, like just maybe the bottom is cake and the top is styrofoam or something. The other yeah, thing or like or the like firmness of it is like there's cake around or like at least frosting. That is not a real cake. Like I'm I don't sorry. think it's I don't think it's full real cake. It's, it's also too light to be full real cake. Well, if that if that was full real cake, it would be heavier than it it seems. He's he's very strong. That yeah, I don't, but that I don't know. It's just it's not a real cake. I'm sorry. I actually, if I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here. I know you're saying it could be some cake. It's not zero percent cake. No is parts my, cake is my prediction. It's zero parts cake. Mm. So. Here is I, a <laughs> remember those videos all from a couple of years ago where people would cut into things and it'd be like, oh, it's cake. cake. Turns out, yeah. that. Uh, I like it better if it's just throwing things out of boats. <laughs> Was that cake? It's gone now. It's in the ocean. The we'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, and by the way, the cake was white as well. Just so we're on the same Great. page. So the, cake then he, here's the other thing. The assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's the other thing. I have not listened to this and I even haven't even watched it. But if you remember correctly, I think it was Lil Baby. Was it Lil Baby that, I, I guess it's Lil Baby. Was was it Lil Baby that James Harden gave a bunch of money to for his birthday? I think I think James Harden gave like $100,000 or something to his birthday. Anyway, there's a video, here it is, of uh, Lil Baby, Lil Baby gifting James, giving James Harden a birthday present. So here we go. Bundles of so there's a bunch of quarters and also a quarter million dollars in cash. <laughs> Now Harden is counting it like it's a, it's, he's in Goodfellas or something. Now he's like a waiter. 
and there you dishes. go. Look, so, I, I at first I thought it was kind of ridiculous. It was like, okay, these rich people are just like trading gifts of hundreds of thousands of dollars, but like <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that they can just open up like a you know a compartment and there's just you know bond level stacks of you know a lot of fucking money in there. That's, so do that's you gotta think, be a cool feeling. So do they do it for the gram and then he gives him the $250,000 back? Or do you think Harden actually keeps the $250,000? And in that case, just a follow-up, Does this is now public. I assume he would have to declare this on his taxes because this is larger than the gift amount you can receive. And it's yeah, James by Harden. Quite, by quite a bit, I think. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if Harden was like, oh, great, this will pay for all of my friends' white shirts for the next party. Right, there's that too. And is it possible that the Sixers are funneling cash through little yes. baby? And this is where we are. Yeah, and when, when he opens Michael Rubin's gift, it's just $15 million in t-shirts. It's simply $15 million in t-shirts. And I think that's fine and legal, and friends are allowed to give friends $15 million in t-shirts on a boat wearing all white. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything wrong with that. And I think Adam, if Adam Silver does, he's a fucking loser. He can go fucking touch grass. <laughs> Before we get to James Harden Wines, uh, and, and but here's somebody who could figure out whether um, what the legalities of this are, is Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process. I got this email from Andy. Just wanted to send a note about my recent experience with Adam from Cornblow and Cornblow. My wife and I recently had a real estate issue. We didn't know who to reach out to. While fully knowing this wasn't his expertise, I still wanted the opinion of legal counsel, so I emailed Adam Sunday night at 745. Fully expecting to hear him Monday morning or later in the day, I was surprised when I received a call back from him 14 minutes later. Adam and I talked about my situation. He gave me guidance and how I should proceed. I can't tell you how reassuring it was to my wife and I to receive advice from him and get the opinion of an attorney of how to handle this situation. Thank you to Adam and the pod for helping a fellow Ricky listener. Kornblau and Kornblau, real estate law, not his specialty, personal injury specialist. Specialist, him and his mom, personal injury specialist, Kornblau and Kornblau, but they'll help you with anything because he's a friend of the pod. Commissioners of leagues for <laughs> fraudulent investigations. Right. Give them a Definite fraudulent investigations. And also nothing wrong with the little baby gifting. There's no way that's no. connected to the team at all. Cornblow and Cornblow have been there uh, four decades, started by Adam's parents. Now Adam runs it with his mom. They are the premier boutique personal injury law firm. And the reason I say boutique is because it's, it's the right size, right? It, you're not calling a referral service. You're actually getting Cornblow and Cornblow. And they are obsessed, actually, with getting you the best result that anyone can get you, whether it's medical malpractice, which they uh, are expert in, slip and fall, injured at work, any of those things. If you've been hurt in a way like that and you need counsel, Cornblow and Cornblow is who you reach out to. Or if you're having a problem with your landlord, it's also Cornblow and Cornblow. If you think you might have a case, give him a call, shoot him an email. It doesn't cost you anything and he gets to you within 14 minutes. 215-576-7200, ask for Adam. That is 215-576-7200, ask for Adam or email. Email Cornblau, K-O-R-N-B-L-A-U, at Cornblau and Cornblau.com. Spell out the end. Cornblau and Cornblau, the official law firm of the process. Cornblau uh, texted me when we were talking about the Ben Simmons settlement and why perhaps they um, cannot talk about it publicly. 
and and the the issues with those sort of legal agreements. And I told mm. him, Cornblow, you're full of shit. It's definitely going to leak. And he was like, it's not going to leak. And I'm like, it's going to leak. So speaking of James Harden, I wonder too, Daryl Morey posted happy birthday to James Harden and said that he bought a few bottles of his wine. Is Daryl Morey buying James Harden's wine circumventing the salary cap? Yes. $50 million <laughs> in blends. <laughs> all of it. This is all fine. This is a all what friends bottles, do for each other. Daryl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a few bottles? I want to see that. So Smash there cut were... to the Sixers practice facility where it's entirely <laughs> filled up with wines. James Harden. We had to buy them all. We had nowhere to put it. <laughs> they, that's, they what, that's, what, that, that's what PCOM is now housing. <laughs> it's, all, it's just Harden's blends wine. to make up for Harden taking a pay cut. So we were supposed to get a bottle of this on the release day. I want to mention to the PR person who is listening, I'm sure, I, I don't see any fucking James Harden wine. I went and I had to order it. You said you were going to do this, not even a sponsor of the pod. We were going to do this for you. I was going to drink it on the pod. There were two emails the first day. Sir, so the, there's the email release and it goes, you know, you can buy it. Here's the link. And the second email came and it said, just in case that link wasn't working, you can try this other link. I know you'll love it as much as I do. So two emails, one with a broken link. Now, he mentioned it was going to be 15 bucks. It is $18.99, which is fine. It's close. There is $15 in shipping and then another $10 in ice packs. So that comes out to $46 for the $18 bottle of wine. And it's not available in stores anywhere from what I can tell. So, but I did, I did order it and we will try it here on the pod. So any, any final thoughts about Jay Harden wines? Why ice packs? Do you need to ship? Well, it said, wine's if, cold? it says if you're, we recommend adding ice packs to your wine order, if you are shipping to a warm location and it could be 95 degrees outside. It could be sitting on my front step all afternoon. Yeah, it's August. What, what is in a warm location? Right. So, you know, that's, I, I wouldn't drink it cold, but I, I assume that, you know, this was the right thing to do. You know, it, obviously you don't want to drink it cold, but they do have to be kept at a certain temperature, right? That's what wine mm -hmm. fridges are for. So hot wines, that could yeah. be a, there could be a market for hot wine. Hmm. Piping disgusting. hot wines. Yeah. <laughs> Drink it's hot. Microwave it. <laughs> Keep it hot. Jay Harden wines. How much could he possibly... Like, I just... This is such a strange endorsement for me because it can't pay him anything of significance. They can't sell that much wine. Is he just doing it because it's cool? I mean, I guess we do a lot of stuff because it seems fun, you know? As, as Maggie Gray, who I work with and is also on the James Harden wine um, uh, mailing list noted, she was like the picture of him that they advertise with, it, he's not even holding the wine. Like it's obviously a picture from a different photo shoot that they match up with the wine. Mm -hmm. I just wonder what his commitment is to this wine, I think, long term. I don't know why anyone does anything. <laughs> I'm finding. <laughs> okay. So, um, and CJ, you might want to get this video for the cork moss thing. Um, it, cause I know you can't put up still images that I, that I posted here. So on the last pod, we talked about cork moss's Furkan cork moss's 2022 hype video, which somebody on the YouTube comments duly correctly noted that it seemed like a hype video for his coach a little bit more than it was for cork moss. Sure. 
But sure. there was something that happened. Or his production company. Correct. Or his production company. Maybe he will, you know, we mentioned Doc's uh, coma call to you about FERC or Thibault. Maybe he is creeping into Thibault's vlog space. Could be. Yeah, yeah. You never know. I don't know who the editor is for Young Rock season three. I could put See a word in for Corpaz. So at the end of this one minute video, the word possible comes up on the screen. Now, I guess I could understand why you would use the word possible. I guess anything is possible, blah, 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 blah. I mean, those S's are fives. The, the, so there, there we are. And the I is a one. That's mm-hmm. a one. So what does... Five five one mean in the middle of possible. Is that an area code? Let's I mean, see. he's from Turkey, Jersey City. Oh, maybe he's coming up into my neck of the woods could a, up here. Could be a Brooklyn type trade on the horizon. What is it? Why is it five five one? Even if it's just five five, why is it five five? His number's not fifty five. Is no. he switching to fifty five? That'd be weird. I don't know. Sometimes people just like a fun font. And when they're like trying to find it, they're like too normal. Mm. Let's, let's get spooky. Oh, uh, so it's you just know, a and, font that they found. Yeah. I feel like I feel like papyrus got roundly made fun of for enough years where people wouldn't, at least if they're semi-online, they wouldn't do that. But I think now like letters papyrus missing font? parts of papyrus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, uh, okay, you, you recognize okay. it. Come on. Okay. All right. Look, look Google Papyrus Fun as I'm talking. Okay. You, it's, you've seen, it's definitely in everything for, in like 2004 to 2006. Um, every oh, like, yeah. every yeah. like, uh, isn't that the vague, same font? Movie from the past, like isn't, set in like Greek Roman times. It's like, isn't and it's papyrus. the book The Alchemist isn't the front in Papyrus? I'm going to look mm-hmm. it up. But I think the new Papyrus is just like, letters that aren't no. quite connected it's just like mm. you have to you have to really like concentrate to know what the word is hmm. and i think the idea there you go is just to know what the you know what the word should be right and not and not sort of hide the ball if, of is this a b i don't know keep looking is it a five what are we doing here mm-hmm. um all right we started grading all of uh, all of Daryl Morey's moves as Sixers president of basketball operations. We are up to August 6th, 2021, where he signed George Nyang. Uh, um, I'm, I forget what the numbers were. It was um, like 3 million. I thought it was a little more than that. Let's see. It was, it was like You're right. Three and, four. three and a half million. Two years, 6.7 million. I would grade this as a B plus. I think Niang has been perfectly helpful. The only fault with Niang is that he's too important, but that's not his fault. Totally. I think it's totally fine. I think it's the perfect kind of backup to Tobias where you want somebody that's just going to come in and hoist. He got very cold at, a, at an unfortunate time in the season. I think people talked about his knee not being right. So his defense, which was already... I made a. I made a strong claim that he would be able to be fine defensively and it didn't turn out that way no i am hopeful that he can because he has moxie and toughness and he's a uh, lunatic so i believe if he's healthier then he would be able to perform but he's definitely you know he's definitely a disadvantage because of his athletic traits and body shape and everything but for for that 
Small contract? Totally fine. B plus. Solid contributor. Seems like good for vibes. All that stuff. Then he re-signed Danny Green to a two-year $20 million salary, or two-year $20 million deal. The second year, I think, not guaranteed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, At all. I, I would honestly... I would give this deal an A minus or a B plus. I mean, it was, they needed to keep him. He was valuable. The contract ended up being valuable trade wise. Like, like I see no problems with this. Yeah. We talked about this at the time that like the Sixers, it's seemingly for a really long time, just haven't had these kind of $10 million deals. Yeah. Those kinds of like mid-level contracts to trade to like stack Mm -hmm. on. It's just been Tobias level or you have to pile like, four rookie deals onto something to add into something. And I think this was a reaction. You know, they needed Danny. Danny was great for the team, especially when Matisse didn't get better. Um, and I think it was like a, sort of a reaction to, well, we let George Hill walk, so we can't let Danny walk also. Um, and it was great. Sucks that Danny got hurt. Um, Would have been a different story if he hadn't. But, but he was great for them. But he was he was great. Solid. Yeah, yeah. He signed Furkan Korkmaz to a three-year, fifteen million dollar contract. Still can't believe Cork. Somebody didn't give him more money. Yeah, but you were you were I'm talking about waiting. twelve. I was talking about twelve. I mean, Duncan Robinson <laughs> got so much, and then he got benched. So, like, you know, maybe somewhere in between is the right answer. <laughs> maybe somewhere in between what Korkmaz got and what Duncan got. I mean. Is the right we, this has got to be a C. Uh, like I, I had no problem with the deal at the time, but you know, we're there's certainly wait and see whether you know, like it's not harmful. I guess it's only five million a year, but he was fucking terrible last year. Like he was borderline. He was like unplayable. He so was, he had a bad year. He had a very yeah. bad year. Um, it's interesting. The three years was always interesting to me because role players so often just get the one or the two. Mm-hmm. And so giving him three was a level of commitment that you don't really see ninth, 10th, 11th men on the roster get. Um, so maybe that, maybe that factored in, okay, one of these years he's going to shoot like 29% from three and we can withstand that. And if he has a, you know, high 30s even you know crazy uh variance shooting year where he's in the low 40s or something then then that becomes a great contract it's just it's such a he has not been a consistent enough shooter for his career but that's kind of that's kind of what shooting is when you're not at the at the highest highest level is like mm-hmm. some years are going to be good some years are going to be total trash and i think danny green even shot like 31 percent one year if i remember correctly for sure. yeah totally happens but um, he, needs, he needs to be better or this contract is, you know, it's not money-wise that much, but it's a roster spot that you could have someone that, if he's not hitting shots, like, he can't he can't be allowed in the gym. He has to hit shots. The next are several 10 days and, and two ways. They go to Grant Riller, Shaq Harrison, Braxton Key, Jared Brownridge, Miles mm-hmm. Powell, Tyler that was Johnson. the Summer League team, right? Right. Um, ty- but then, no, 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 no. That was in October. I okay. wonder. So this is, um, this is training camp. 
Yeah. Then uh, we don't see anything until December when we see Miles Powell, Tyler Johnson, Charlie Brown Jr., Braxton Key, and then Charlie Brown Jr. Yeah. Well, he got COVID. It was, it was, I'm very confident he would have stayed on the team if he had not gotten COVID, but he got COVID. He couldn't play. (laughs) It was great that he ended up being a sixer. A plus for that. Nothing really else. I mean, we haven't seen anything out of anybody. Your your Charlie Brown era for you is over, I believe you've said. So Yeah, I mean he right. had okay summer league. He had an okay yeah. summer league. Um Yeah, I just you keep waiting for the and maybe it's just like it's B Ball Paul. You keep waiting for the diamond in the rough guy. Right. That Daryl's gonna find from right. Europe or random place, whatever. And it seemed like we haven't quite got there. I want to believe and do believe, hence the believing that there's a condensing trade happening soon, that it is current 16th man on the roster. This This is a big prediction for I know. Current 16th man on the roster, get ready to use the button, Trevor and Queen. I want to believe that, like, making him into a very useful occasional, like, 10th, whatever, 11th guy on the roster is like, oh, wow, this this guy came from, you know, he's 26. He came from New Mexico State, G League MVP when he was, like, older, like that kind of thing. I wanted to believe that it's him, but until, you know, I, I think B-Ball Paul's probably, you know, enough to say that, that that's who it is, but I want more. I'm greedy. I want it to I've, be him. I have a gut feeling on Trevlin Queen that he's not going to be on the team. That would be that would be the opposite of what I yeah. said. Yeah. My my gut, I just we keep playing the Trevlin Queen thing and I don't know. I feel like Maury's lack of endorsement online of the Trevlin Queen song is a signal <laughs> that he's not going to make the team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to look for <laughs> tea leaf reading comes from a lot of different places. And one of them sometimes is, it comes from centering us in the, well, in the Sixers w- roster decisions. Well, whatever. I got an email from Nick. Hey, Spike, Mike and CJ. I just want to send in a good word about Big Barker. I just got one for my parents' dog, Rocky. He immediately loved it. He's a yellow lab who's getting older and starting to have some joint issues. After hearing you guys pushing Big Barker for years, I finally decided to get one after our vet mentioned that some of Rocky's sleeplessness and overall lethargy might be from arthritis pain. Just Mm. wanted to send a shout out for such a great product and to say that listeners, it's never too late. Even if your dog is older, our pets deserve the best. Keep up what you do. That was from Nick. And very true. I actually heard from uh, WIP's Joe Giglio this week that he was getting his dog a big barker. His dog is 10. And we sent one to Matt Quinn from uh, Mount Joy from his, uh, his, for his dog as well. Look, big barker is the only true, real dog bed on the market. Go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Bigbarker.com slash Ricky. If you go there, not only do you get the big barker, which will keep your dog healthier, legitimately keep your dog healthier, not bullshit, you will get the process pup patches. And then you will send us a picture of your dog on the process, on the big barker with the process pup patches. We put them in the gallery. Um, as that email said, as dogs get older, arthritis becomes a thing. 
dogs, you know, jump, run all over that stuff. They're hard on their joints. And when they're sleeping, they need to be supported correctly. Big Barker is the only dog bed engineered by experts to support your dog's joints. Your only job is to make sure that dog has the happiest, healthiest life possible. They give you love. They let you pick up their poop. You give them a good bed. BigBarker.com slash Ricky. 10-year warranty. The foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. One-year at-home trial. If you don't like it, if your dog doesn't like it, they will give you a full refund and they'll even pay for the shipping. Handmade in the USA. Big Barker dog beds. Bark, bark. All right. I will and say also, way, you yep. mentioning Matt, Mount Joy. Yeah. For CJ to, after I mm-hmm. s- totally stiffed Mount Joy. You did. Matt comes on the podcast, invites me to the show. Yep. I say, yeah, yeah, I'll come. And then I fucking don't show up mm-hmm. to prove a point for my boy CJ. Mm-hmm. And he goes and pulls a double cross on me yep. and takes away the mustache immediately. Yep. Remar- remarkable. Yeah. And I want CJ to pop on the camera right now with a full mustache. He has grown it in the half hour we've been doing this podcast. I don't think he, he has. I see him. I see him in the, the, the shadow window. Oh, right. You can does, see him when I can't see him. Is yeah, he growing he doesn't, it? No. He, Is well, he a fake one? No, he looks exactly the same as he looked before the pod. I think the question is, is whether Matt from Mount Joy, now when's that show at the man? Is it the 10th, I believe of September? I was actually thinking of going down for that. The question is, does Matt from Mount Joy, even though he got stiffed by Mike, go on to Mike's side here and stiff CJ again and his friend group? The chain of stiffing. Uh Um, (laughs) I think he should. Matt... Tell TJ, take TJ off the list again. And yep. his fucking friends and the friend group. I blame them as well. Yep. February 10th, 2022, the Sixers traded Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, Ben Simmons, a 2022 first round pick and a 2027 first round pick to the Brooklyn Nets for James Harden and Paul Millsap. Philadelphia also received a 2020, a trade exception. Um, yada, yada, yada. Um, I... I'm going to give this trade. A C plus. I mean, I just, it's a, obviously a very complicated trade. Yes, there's a lot of different that, levels to it. Right. I think that is disingenuous of you to give it a C plus because mm. you at that point didn't think that Ben Simmons had any value whatsoever. And the fact that they got him for two probably mediocre picks, guys that were not We don't know if the, the 2027 pick will be mediocre. Sure. One, one pick far off into the distance, one that wasn't very good or won't mm-hmm. be very good. And they got, even, even though he wasn't, especially in the playoffs, as good as we needed him to be, still James fucking Harden for a guy that wasn't playing at all. And that you believe may never play basketball again. And so I think that that is a... I think that you have... I didn't give it a D. No, I, I, know. But, I know. But, but, right. but like they may have just... But here's here's my, my argument to the contrary. Um, like, this could have been avoided by not letting it get to this point. That's all I'm saying. And I, I think... In, what, that in the, what way? Well, it was, at least to me, it was more than obvious that like... Simmons in Philadelphia was not going to work out. And like, 
After Sometimes the, after the Hawk series, you mean? No, before. I mean before. that whole like I, I know we argued over it and I don't want to like rehash it, but like to my eyes, it was pretty clear that it was not going to work. And like I I think we I told Tara <laughs> myself like that was not going to work. And I think his his style of pushing things to see, you know. To like, you'll get a better deal if you wait a little bit. Like, don't overpay here. You'll get a better deal later on. All that stuff. A lot of times it works, but sometimes it doesn't. And like, it just didn't work on this one. You 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 probably missed out on the last great year James Harden may ever have, only to like make the same trade a year and a half later for like a worse James Harden that you're going to have to pay just as much money to eventually. So I. I, I well, agree. I think that if, had, there is had Brooklyn value. done, had Houston done the done the Sixers offer, it would have cost more than than what they traded to Brooklyn for. Right, but you would have gotten a like a year who, who knows sure. what the path of James Harden is at that point, and you sure. get a year, by the way, where he looked like an MVP for a good part of the year. I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a failure. It isn't failure, and what you said is true. I thought Simmons's value was kaput but also it also speaks to what james harden's value was at the time too in that i don't know how many offers there were even for james harden it was like a trade that everyone had to everyone had to make i don't think it's an f but i also don't think it's an a like i think it's a i think the heart i think it wasn't like there was a harden bidding war in the where in the way that there presumably was a you know unsatisfying one for Durant right now or for Donovan Mitchell or whatever. I think that was Harden in the middle of the season was like, trade me to Philadelphia. Right. And then, and it was so, that, that was like the, that was the edict. And this is like, and then they came down of like, well, let's get what we can get. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it was like Brooklyn going like, we have to trade Harden. The only thing we can get is Ben Simmons and two role players and two picks that probably won't very, be very good. We'll see. So, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, what would you give it if you had a B? I mean, you can't give an A. Harden being not as good as we needed him to last year. The hope is, and this is why it's you know it's always tough to grade a, anything this early. The hope is that he was not fully healthy, and then he comes back this year and is significantly better. Obviously, the age is a concern there, but hopefully, healthy offseason, throwing cakes off boats, fake cakes off boats. Mm-hmm. Um, partially fake cakes. Yeah, partially fake cakes off boats. We don't know. boat real. Yep. No way to know. The, <laughs> we know it was on a boat. The boat was white though. I can tell you that. Yep. Um, <laughs> the hope is that if he if he plays well this year, then it is an A. If he plays reasonably well sure. this year, then it is an A. Absolutely. And so, so I would give it. I would give it a. I would give it a B plus. I think okay. like even though even though Harden wasn't great, I think the trade itself was extremely minimal a guy that wasn't playing at all that didn't want to be here a guy that was really very useful offensively but totally exploitable defensively and would get worse in the playoffs presumably although although seth seth was seth's always probably better than i give him credit for i just i just can't stand how you know push how much of a pushover he is defensively and drummond in a way that obviously we've talked about and talked about last week like well a, a very you know run-of-the-mill backup center that would probably get exploited in the playoffs even though he was good and and a, a late first next year and then a first in five, five years at the time. So I, I think, I think that's a great, I mean, I think it's a great trade. Harden not being good is a, a little bit separate to me. It, 
Well, it's not separate. Dallas. He's the player that he traded for. But yeah, it's exactly that's the guy Daryl wanted. As far as like, I would have, you know, we talked about Ty- Tyrese Halliburton for a long time. I love Tyrese Halliburton. Would have set them up for like maybe longer success. But I think to get where you want to go peak wise, the hope is that James Harden goes mm-hmm. back to the version he was at the beginning of last year. I and would- and still and and still can take this team to a championship with him beating Maxi and stuff. So, yeah, um, I would love to retroactively give it a. And we yeah. had a a comment in the YouTube chat that this is hindsight. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> like that. That's yeah, why I mean, we're grading it now. Like all of these things are hindsight, right? Like we we can go back and say what we said and some of those some of the things we agreed with at the time and some of the things we didn't. But I think I think you do get judged by how it works out to a certain extent you know yeah um, i think it's also a big deal a couple a couple other things within that i think it's a big deal that james harden said i want to go to philadelphia trade me to philadelphia which i think overall lifts the state of the organization as like a future destination for place for people Hopefully. obviously it's it's because of Embiid, but no one's ever no one good has ever been like i want to go to philadelphia it, especially sixers wise it just never happened so this is cool. That is a big, that is a relatively big deal. And I'm happy about it. Um, the other thing about the Simmons thing not working, I say this a lot. It's really, most things don't work, right? Most teams don't win a championship. Daryl's first year, the Sixers were the number one seed. Now, I'm not a regular season guy anymore. That's gone. That part of me is dead. But it was working. Like they were the number one seed in the East and yeah. a pretty good East. And that was one year into Daryl's tenure where he could have gotten more pieces around him. Doc's first year, whatever. Um, But I just think the idea of like things don't work, like Jokic and Murray hasn't worked. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I I completely disagree. I'm not saying, I'm I'm not saying like they're not as good of a fit. Like that's not the same thing, but as far as like, the idea that things don't work, like they were the number one seed and most teams don't win a championship. So I think but things, you know, Jason Tatum and Brown didn't work until it was working last year. Like there's things, you know, you know I, what I'm saying. I, I know what you're saying, but I like, I don't think it's hindsight for me to say that, like I, that there were people, myself included, who just did not see that pairing ending up in a championship. And I think you were right. Most teams don't end up in a championship, but that pairing was like specifically bad. For sure. I mean, it was specifically more complicated than those other pairings that I've named because of how unique of a player strength and weakness wise Ben Simmons is or was. Um, Ben Simmons is, is probably like the most one of the five most overrated basketball players in the history of Philadelphia, maybe athletes, totally. I like, I, I, I hate, 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 hate the, the, the hero worship that he got here for not doing, for trying to like bend the norm of what a basketball player is. Fucking idiot. Like, he was a point guard who wouldn't shoot and never got any better shooting and, and looked at everyone like they were fucking morons because they said he should. It I was, a re- got, I don't think he got hero worship. I think people were always, but he did, he did people, 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 people like, like, like 
sort of identified in a way that were that that was like well, you think that a, a lead ball handler needs to be able to score and shoot and, and things like that. You're a fucking idiot. You're just behind in the times. It's just like, it was a dumb thing and it was obvious. And we talked ourselves out of it. It was obvious. No, I it think was it was crazy. always obvious. He needed to get better as an offensive player. There was, I don't know. There's always, there's people have opinions about literally everything. So I, yes, I don't think that there was a sure. strong contingent of people going, he never needs to shoot. He never I, needs to improve his uh, his in between game. He never needs to get better around the basket. He never needs to become a better foul shooter. He never needs to seek out more more fouls. He's a perfect player. Change nothing. I don't think realistic people were saying that, um, and I definitely don't think that was like a prevailing hero worship thing around Philadelphia, especially as the years went on. I think that only got you know. toward the end. I would agree with you, but in the middle of it, I, maybe is because I felt it more than you. I mean, like you were. I was. I was pretty obviously anti the entire time. And maybe, maybe I felt maybe what I, I was feeling was like an outsized loudness rather than a more people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's entirely okay. possible. So, mm-hmm. um, one guy who, um, who isn't overrated, he is properly rated is LL Pavorsky, LL Pavorsky jewelers. True. All you have to do is look at Mike, Mike's fiance's finger which has LL Pavorsky jewelry on it. I think my wife has a bunch of LL Pavorsky jewelry, just not, not the ring. He is the engagement ring aficionado. He is the king of engagement rings. He sits on a throne made of chocolate, free water, and engagement rings. LL Pavorsky, it's a the original- made sp- throne, but, it's, <laughs> but he does it with a good heart. <laughs> And when it gets warm out, the chocolate melts. It's very, it's very iffy. But um, he was the original sponsor of the Ricky, has been in business for over three decades at the same place, 707 Walnut, and has sold 291 rights to Ricky Sanchez listeners' engagement rings. That's no accident. It doesn't happen because we force people to do it. It happens because he has a great product at a great price, and most importantly, he is there to be your partner in getting that product, not to pressure you into anything. Jewelry stores generally, they buzz you in and then just fucking the salesperson is hawking on you. If that's going to happen, you'd rather it be L.L. Pavorsky. By the way, by appointment only. He doesn't want you waltzing in. He wants you to make an appointment. They're not going to let you in unless you have an appointment. Make an appointment, 215-627-2252. Don't want to use a phone? Think you're past that? That's fine. Lee at LLPavorsky.com or tweet at him at LL Pavorsky, always a supporter of our charitable efforts. In fact, a supporter of the uh, Bark in the Park run team once again for Providence Animal Center and Mama T's community fridge, LL Pavorsky Jewelers. Currently racing to grow a mustache to make me feel better and just this, <laughs> DJ. In your fucking face, CJ. LL's growing that thing <laughs> rapidly. He's taking hair growth, he's yeah. taking hair growth hormones, whatever that is, around his upper lip. Yeah, because that's what he is. That's the kind of guy he is, and that's yep. how what kind of guy you aren't, <laughs> CJ. Wow, this is this is what a no one expected this on a Saturday morning. CJ just getting <laughs> CJ th- might be fired by the end of the pod. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, next February twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. I give this an A. Willie Cauley Stein ten day contract. The fact that he was on the Sixers is amazing to me. Um, we never saw him play really, but it was hilarious that he was on the team. Yeah, was this during the 
time when and he was like when he came on here and said we're signing yes a buyout well, guy you guys aren't gonna like it and then I, some time went by i thought it was Derek favors yeah and then they kind of pivoted and did a willie collie stein 10 day and then it was immediately after this was deandre jordan yeah and the deandre jordan was the thing that he knew that we wouldn't like that he you think that was that yeah. that was it yeah, for sure. Because the DeAndre Jordan thing was supposed to happen earlier. He was supposed to get released earlier. It didn't happen, which is why they signed Willie Cauley-Stein, unsure if the DeAndre thing would happen. So March 3rd, 2022, signed DeAndre Jordan F. I'm sorry. Yeah, massive F. Massive yeah, just, F. Yeah. Massive F. Huge F. Wrong again, Daryl. Wrong again. I'm sorry. A horrendous, horrendous signing. Just, One of the worst ever. To yeah. do that... To, I mean, like, I'm sure there's little things that you have to do all the time to, like, as a person in leadership to um, cater to some people that work with you, like, where you got to be like, all right, I don't really want them, but, like, Doc does, and this isn't one of the ones I'm going to go down swinging for. Um, so I'll give him a win here. Happens. Something you got to do, whether you're... <laughs> In leadership or not, you got to be like, all right, this isn't the one I'm going to push back on. This was the one you should have pushed back on. Yeah. yeah. This was wrong. Bad. You were wrong to do it. It was wrong from the very beginning. It was obvious that he was horrendous. Now everyone he's in Denver. Everyone wrong. People keep, do, people keep signing him. So yeah. everyone is, I don't know if this is a coach, coaches just like bullying their, their front office into being like, he's the guy. He sucks. He's, he's really bad. He cannot defend for shit. He's obviously useless as an offensive player. Even as like a... There, I just feel like... And this is the Willie Cauley-Stein thing. It's... And you're when you're like 6'10 or above, just being a lob threat is like... Like the bare minimum. Like that isn't hard to do. You're so close to the basket. That's all you have to do. They'll be like, "Hey, this this person sits by the trash can. They're really they're really good at finishing. If you put it, in, if you put like trash in there, if you, if you like uh, like a napkin falls out, they put it back <laughs> in." It's like, well, obviously, sit right in the trash. Like anybody could do that. Anybody sitting in the trash. And so, like, Daniel Jordan six eleven. The fact that he can catch lobs, anybody could do that. You make me six eleven right now. You make me six eleven right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be worse than DeAndre Jordan. Wow, what a statement. Right now, if you made me 6'11 and gave me like an off-season to, to learn my body mm -hmm. and what it's like to be this tall, wow. I wouldn't be worse than DeAndre Jordan. I'm thinking of like a mic version of Big where you rent out that apartment and you put video games in it, but also yeah. you're on the Sixers. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I wouldn't sign myself. I wouldn't play myself. <laughs> right. I wouldn't be good, but I wouldn't be worse than DeAndre Jordan right now. Wow. When he was in his prime and he's crazy athletic yes, and he was, he was trying, great. of course, he was a more useful player. But that is gone. He's not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. And stop letting coaching staffs or players bully you into thinking that he will. Willie Cauley-Stein is funny because there's just like a parade of backup centers that were have been here and should always be here. Every backup center... Should stay here. After should, have, should have always should have should have like a ten a ten day contract with the Sixers at any point in life. The fact that like Taj Gibson hasn't been a Sixer is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, 
we're going to get Larry Nance when he's like 39. Yep. Like those kinds of like every single, it has, they have to come through here. They have to. So draft night, Sixers draft the boat himself, David Roddy, and trade him along with Danny Green to the Memphis Grizzlies for DeAnthony Melton. I, you know, I have to give this an A minus. This is a good trade. I mean, only not an A because I have to watch DeAnthony Melton play, you know, every day. Like He's not an every game guy. I've watched him play, obviously, but it's harder when you're watching them every, uh, when you're only watching once in a while. But this is, seems like a home run. Yeah. I mean, it's a great trade. It, it really is. Because I went out on a limb when I, when I ranked David Roddy as high as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, the boat. And then there was some, some like further uh, like climbing during like the combine or whatever. And it became like a groundswell, one of those, one of those riser types, but still getting him being that high of a pick was unexpected. And for the Sixers to make the pick was fortuitous. And then for them to trade it right away mm-hmm. for another guy that I love, it's just, a, it was a, it was a whirlwind adventure uh, for, for me and my emotions. But, I love DeAnthony Mellon. He's been one of my guys for such a long time. He's exactly what this team needs. I think like, you know, they tried to get that guy, not exactly similar, but like Jaden Springer was, is on that path, is like a, a theoretical DeAnthony Mellon guy. Zaire Smith is like a theoretical like guards, like can guard guards physically, I guess is the idea, and not be a zero offense. And DeAnthony Mellon, they're just like, they keep trying to, it feels like they've, tried to draft these players, different regimes, obviously, but it feels like they've tried to draft this kind of player for a long time and kind of similar to how like the Phillies haven't been a good like development, hitting development organization, but mm-hmm. they have been good at, you know, pitching development lately. Um, it's just like, well, let's just trade for this guy when he's already in his prime rather than drafting him at 19 and being wrong that we picked the wrong one. So this kind of yeah. guy they, they haven't been quite good at. So I'm, I'm, happy, to, I'm happy to have D'Anthony here. Um, when we already know he's good. I can feel in my gut. I wonder how long it's going to go. I'm already at the point where I've stopped actually vocalizing it, but you're at the point, like the Jaden Springer thing is sort of like the Zaire Smith thing where Mm -hmm. you keep saying it and I keep just being like, nope, nope, nope. But then I just give up and let you do it. And then we see what happens. But I just, I, I, Jaden Springer would be DeAnthony Mountain if he could do any of the things that DeAnthony Mountain could do. Yeah, he's got a game. He's got to grow into it more. He's got to be yeah. better. He hasn't. Yeah. He hasn't gotten better yet. Zaire, um, man, like guy, fucking almost died. <laughs> like that's it's it's yeah. a tough. That's a tough like prospect. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a tough, tough like. Okay, well, we didn't factor but, in him almost dying, so I guess we should have ranked him a little bit lower. But they were drafting a guy who was like basically playing power forward and center to be like a two guard you know, in the NBA, he had a lot of skill he needed to, he mm-hmm. needed to capture as well, you know, and I agree like the, the almost dying thing. I think he probably had very little, um, you know, uh, room for error in terms of his development. And that was a huge error in his development, you know, that no one could have foreseen. Um, yeah. and, July- and, compared, and had they just drafted him at like 18 or whatever, it would have been like, oh, okay, drafted this guy, didn't mm-hmm. work out, but because of the McKelbridge's trade, it obviously feels way worse. 
The Sixers then signed Traveling Traveling Queen to a two-year deal. Only thing guaranteed this year is $300,000. So his salary is, you know, it's a two-year, I think $3.3 million deal, but only thing guaranteed is 300 grand. So um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope he's on the team because I want to play that thing. Um, the yeah, if Daryl doesn't respond to the song, then that is an indication that he's not going to make the team. Mm-hmm. I think that it's is. something. Then they signed Julian Champagny to a two-way two-way contract. Uh, I still don't know much about him. Only you know. Oh, he was so bad in summer league. He was, he was bad. so bad. Yeah. Was, that was like he was bad enough to be like, did he sign the contract yet? Can we pull it? Like, <laughs> is the ink dry? Can we just like. Wipe it up, spill some water on it or something. Get somebody else in here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. The there's. I don't know how the two ways work as far as like. Do you have to eat it? When does it? When does it like officially lock in? But I guess they they cycle through two ways pretty quick. It's probably. I'm happy to spend Josh Harris's money signing a different guy on a two way contract. July sixth, the Sixers signed PJ Tucker to a three year, thirty million dollar contract. I'm giving this deal, the player an A, the deal. A D plus. So overall, I'm giving it a B to B minus. He is perfect, but he is 37, and it will. They will at some point. the The team that has PJ Tucker will wake up one day, and PJ Tucker will be his age. And it's really just like a Russian roulette of waiting for that to happen. But I hope it doesn't yeah. happen this year. You know, it feels like it would happen to us. Yes. Well, almost certainly will. It's just a question as to when. It yeah. happens. Yeah. The benefit is, again, this is the kind of $10 million type contract that they could trade. The problem is they don't have like enough picks to attach picks. to it where mm-hmm. it would be like, okay, great. That's a salary match when like an old PJ Tucker can go be the Andre Godala somewhere or fucking Udonis Haslam when he, when he doesn't want to play anymore, that kind of thing. Um, the hope is he wanted to play with Harden. He's monitoring his everything. Like the fact that PJ can has so often been like small ball five for guys, for teams, that gives it a little bit more value for me than mm-hmm. just here's a, a new, more physical Danny Green. Like there's versatility with PJ and a familiarity with Harden, obviously. So I'm hoping that even if he. You know, hopefully this year he is exactly the player that he was last year. That's that's the hope. If next year he's not quite as good, but at least he like splits the backup center occasionally minutes type of deal. He can hang up defense. He can hang defensively with like when Embiid's off the court. Sort of like where Danny Green was. His not the same position, but the same level of effectiveness. Right. Right. I need one good year before he gets to like last year, Danny kind of thing. But. but yeah, hopefully there's a little bit more you can maneuver him around a little bit and him and between him and B-Ball Paul, like the backup center position is not going to be a concern this year. That would be nice. I would love for there not to be the next Willie Cauley Stein, Cody Zeller coming in here. Like I just don't we don't need I don't want it. If we can be just B-Ball Paul and PJ Tucker, that would be tremendous. So if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, love the player. I've loved the player for a long time. Deal is a little long. I'll average it out to a B. The final two deals before the the uh, the 
the condensing the what, what, what's the trade you're calling it a uh a condenser condenser, condenser trade something? yeah before the condenser trade got a couple signed, days left before i'm proven proven wrong daniel house two years 8.5 million player valuable money too much c plus yeah it's certainly not like a like a you know he was he was good with utah towards the end of the year but he was also on a, like a series of 10-day contracts with yeah. Utah, basically. And so the idea that you had to give up a mini mid-level on him seems a little high. Sex. It's one of those things where like, if you're in an auction draft and it's still early and you're like, oh, I got this guy for like five bucks. But then somebody like just as good later in the draft when nobody has money left went for $1. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, I wish I didn't spend that, those five bucks on it. But like, you're not unhappy to have them, but it just doesn't feel like a, like a great deal. Um, but again, I think if the PJ and the house stuff was kind of has to be factored in the extremely legal, very cool, full tampering that they were doing with Harden and the Harden, then I think it has to be all factored in together. And I'm, I'm, if that, if, if the, if the house deal and the, and the Tucker deal was a prerequisite for Harden to take less money, which it seems like it was, then I'm happy about it. I think I think you give it all all told. You give it the team got markedly better from year to year. The uh, and so I would give it all told the whole thing like a like an A A or A minus. The house deal, as you suggested on the pod, was a thank you from James Harden for Daniel House taking the sex bullet in the yep. in the uh the bubble. And it's then the classic taking the sex bullet. <laughs> <laughs> you see it all the final, time in sports. It's, the final deal, James Harden signs a two-year, uh, second-year player option, um, $68.6 million contract. Um, this is this deal gets a B-plus for me. It is was absolutely fine, but I am not giving it an A because I do think there is a possibility there is a sneaky handshake deal to give him a fucking terrible contract after this year. So, um, so I'm going to give him a B-plus on it. The only way that they give him a terrible contract, which is certainly on the table, is if he plays really well, though. Mm, he could play pretty well maybe get a terrible deal i don't know he won't we'll get see. a terrible if he plays exactly as he played last year if they don't if they don't get past the second round of the playoffs and he's like kind of disappears a little bit more i don't think that that's gonna happen they can't okay. uh, they couldn't they, uh, giving him a year older, they, could, they couldn't do it they could they he would have to be better i'm not saying that they're gonna give him a i'm not ruling out the idea that he's i'm not ruling out the idea that he's worse or just the same or that he's or that they give him a bad contract after this year. But it can't be both. It can't be both. Mm. It will be one or the other. That's how it has well, to be. We'll see. Um, well, before we go, I did mention um, uh, we will uh, we will make available the uh, Fly the Process trip uh, as soon as Joe... Joe from Fans of Philly f- firms up every detail he needs to firm up. So that will be, uh, we're doing a pod Wednesday, right, CJ? Is that what our schedule has, I believe? Wednesday, so we'll do that Wednesday night. And um, CJ is terrified all. of popping on. I fucking yeah. scared, he's shaking and quaking his little boots. CJ, do you have any Do you have any response to this as you quake in your he tiny doesn't. boots? He doesn't. I don't. I, I think it's. Look at this shit-eating grin. He thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> it's. I think it's therapeutic for Mike to get it all out and 
<laughs> oh, because I'm in the therapy chair. I'm in the same yeah. exact position. Yeah. I don't take. I don't do therapy into a microphone. I do, do wear the headphones. No, no, right. I don't. Okay. Wow. Whatever. What a fucking. I what a, a bold kid. I can't look at that face and be mad at him. Come on. Come on. <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll talk to you Wednesday night. Are you down with TTP? Yeah. You know. If you don't fuck with me, then I, then I won't fuck with you. If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you. But if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's a friend.